0: Welcome to the Crossview Church message of the week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning, Crossview Church. Welcome to Church Online this morning. I'm excited. Today, we're starting a brand new series through the book of Daniel. I think that we can all recognize that faith can be difficult, especially during times when we face really hard seasons of life like we're in right now. I don't think I have to say it. We're living through a season. That is hard. That is difficult. Not only is there a global pandemic, but there is cultural unrest on so many levels. It's easy to become overwhelmed with the news and information that might even make you ask, God, is there any way forward from all of this? We've really made a mess of some things, haven't we? Often during difficult times, we feel overwhelmed, unsure of what to do, and maybe even feel as if God is absent or not around or maybe busy somewhere else. Yet our faith tells us that God is with us and that he's here to help us and that we believe that God has good plans for each of us, for our world, for the church, that God knows us, that he's with us and he wants us to live the life that he's created for us. And we know that this is true even in the midst of situations where you feel like the ship is sinking. So we're going to spend the next eight weeks looking at this incredible book of the Bible that is going to help us. We're going to be looking at the life of this major character of the Old Testament, the the life of Daniel. This is an incredible story. story. Ultimately, it's a story that's meant to encourage us, and it's meant to inspire us to stand firm in the promises of God, no matter what's happening in our life or in the world. As we look at Daniel, we're going to learn that not only does God work out his plans, but that he, he can use the bad parts of our life experience We'll learn by watching Daniel how to have a steady faith in difficult times. And can I just tell you that Daniel faced some really difficult circumstances. Uh, So is that something that you're interested in? I really hope so. So let's jump into the story. So the book of Daniel starts off in about the worst way that you can imagine. Here's what it says in Daniel 1 verses 1 through 7. During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylonia and placed them in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had uh, brought, uh, who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure that they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon." The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter royal service. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. So the book of Daniel starts with a national disaster. In fact, it's the national disaster. Let's put this into perspective, uh, what happens at the beginning of the book of Daniel. It would be like if one of our national enemies uh, came and conquered America, taking its most valuable items and its most promising citizens. Now, let's try to put ourselves in the book. Let's say that you were one who was taken, uh, that you were made to learn the culture, the literature, the language, all so that you could be a servant at the highest levels. That's difficult to think about, but what's even more difficult, and here's the kicker, is that when this happens, Daniel is a teenager. He's about 15 years old at this point. This 15-year-old teenager watches the destruction of his nation, and he's taken as a prisoner of war. The Babylonians took about 25% of the nation of Israel to Babylon with them, and Daniel and his friends are some of those people. Daniel would never again see his parents, never see his family, never see his homeland again. He would spend the rest of his life living in this foreign land, this hostile culture. So the Daniel who wrote this book was not a famous prophet when when he started the story. Uh, the, The book of Daniel covers about 70 years of his life from about age 15 to about age 85. And in chapter one, it covers three years of his life. We see at the end of the book of Daniel that he's much older, but he's become the second most powerful man in the most powerful empire at the time, and he did it all without losing his integrity. It's an amazing story with lessons from everyone at every stage of life and at every age, both for our church and our culture. So I want to set up our series today by looking at chapter one, and there are three things that I want to point out, three things that I want us to learn today that work as an introduction to the series uh, on Daniel, and will help set up some major ideas for us over the next several weeks. So the beginning of the story starts with this major major cataclysmic event, and and it feels rather sudden when you start just right away at the book of Daniel, but it wasn't... uh, Uh, sudden event. In fact, there were a number of people in the Old Testament called prophets. Uh, Specifically, there there were three, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and one called Zephaniah. And they all kept predicting this event. They all kept warning the nation of Israel. They said, hey, listen, if we don't get our act together, then something's going to happen. They were warning the nation of Israel that God was not happy about the idolatry, the immorality, and the injustice within their society. And sure enough, about 600 BC, the powerful Babylonian Empire invaded Israel. Babylon came in and took over the entire nation, totally destroying the capital city of Jerusalem, and took 25% of the nation as prisoners of war back to Babylon. The collapse of this culture, the collapse of this country, uh, this people, shook everybody. But for those who had ears to hear, it wouldn't have been a surprise because of what the prophets had been saying. When it comes to having steady faith in difficult times, the first lesson that we can learn from the book of Daniel is this. Don't be surprised by adversity. The first thing that we're going to learn from this young man, Daniel, is don't be surprised by difficulty. Don't be surprised by adversity. What was it that Jesus said in John 16, 33? It says this. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. You will have problems in life. You are going to face difficulty. You are going to face adversity. You're going to have times when the world is tossed upside down and everything is shaking, and and you just don't know which way is up. Uh, in this world, you will experience hardship and difficulty and pain. But Jesus says, take heart for I have overcome the world. In the verse before verse 32, it says this, I've told you this so that in trusting me that you will have deep and abiding peace. So here's the deal, and we all know this, but we don't live in a perfect world. And none of us, no matter how long we follow Jesus, none of us are perfect. We all uh, are broken and in need of redemption, and so is our world At times, we allow that brokenness to guide our thoughts and our decisions and even our actions. The outcome of that is difficulty, suffering, and pain. And Jesus warns us that adversity is going to be part of our life, but he encourages us not to let it blow us away. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. But instead, be steadfast, full of peace and faith in God. I'm telling you this, he says, so you won't be destroyed. Here's a key to not being overwhelmed by adversity or difficulties in life. Uh, And it takes us back to the psalm series that we ended just last week. Uh, One way to stay steadfast in your faith in difficult times and circumstances is to remember the story of scripture and remember the promise that God made to us, to his people. Remember that through the entire story of Scripture, God has a plan for the redemption of all things, that he's promised to see us through. He's promised to see his plan, his will, through. And what's fun about reading books like Daniel is that we already know how God has accomplished that plan. It's Jesus Christ. And that makes this story so much more powerful. We remember what God did. We acknowledge what he is doing. And we can empathize with the pain and the struggle that people are going through uh, as we read this. Even uh, because we experience some of that pain and struggle ourselves, especially in these last few months. But we have the benefit of hope through Jesus. God has a track record of keeping his promise of deliverance and and the renewing of life. He's really good at redeeming things. He's really good uh, at at taking a bad circumstance and working it out for his glory. If he can see Daniel through what we're reading about, then he can see us through as individuals, as a church, as a society, and as a country. He can do it. We just need to have faith in him. Remember who he is and what he's promised. Having This anchors us. This is part of having steady faith in difficult times is to have memory of what God has done. So a key to overcoming adversity and the problems in your life is first, don't be surprised at adversity and difficulty. We also need to remember what God has promised, that he's promised redemption and salvation for us. And if we remember that and are faithful to that, we're not only gonna make it through difficult situations, but we might even thrive and prosper in that identity. That identity that says, I am a daughter or son of the living God. And no matter what happens, he's there working his will, his plan for the glory of his kingdom. So the second way that we can learn to have steady faith in difficult times is this. To look for ways that God might use your difficulty for good. Look at what it says in Daniel chapter 1 starting in verse 6. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen from the tribe of Judah. The chief of staff renamed them with these Babylonian names. Daniel was called Belteshazzar, Hananiah was called Shadrach, Mishael was called Meshach, and Azariah was called Abednego. But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and water. Daniel said, at the end of these 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. You know, the easiest thing for Daniel and his friends to do would have been to give up. They could have been tempted to actually believe that their God had given up on them. Or worse yet, that Yahweh was someone who'd been beaten by the God of the Babylonians. What's fascinating is that's what the ancients believed about military conquest. That being conquered was proof of the superiority of the victorious God. And we know that's not the case. Here they are with their world turned upside down. What, uh, what do they do now? Maybe they should just get used to living in Babylon. Here is something that I think that we find true of anyone facing a calamity. Daniel and his friends face this and so do we today. It's this, that crisis and calamity reveal instinct. Let me say that again. Crisis and calamity reveal instinct. So let that sink in for a moment and then ask yourself, what has your instinct been as we've faced the past six months? Hopefully we're formed enough by the ways of God, the scripture and prayer that we won't immediately jump to the conclusion that all is lost or that there's no hope. My prayer is that we are formed in a way that will lean into God, trusting him. That when, when our instinct might be to have a fight or a flight mentality, rather that we our instinct would be to press into God. What does faith look like uh, in difficult times for us? Do we just give up or will we lean into God, into the difficulty, and see what God can and will do through it? Daniel and his friends had to decide if they were going to give up on who they were children of the Most High God? Or were they going to lean into their identity and look to God, look uh, for God, uh, to see what kind of opportunities that he had for them to grow and to even witness in a hostile environment? This is a reality that we face in this moment of our lives. We have to answer the same question. Daniel and his friend asked this, who are we when things get tough? This has a lot to do with how we understand our identity The Babylonians were trying to strip Daniel and his friends of their identity. They got a new language. They had to learn new history. They had to eat new food. Uh, they They got new names and will now spend their lives serving a new king. The idea was that they were no longer to be Jewish, no longer to be identified by the worship of Yahweh, but you will now be Babylonians. Knowing that we'll face trouble in this life, like we see happening here with Daniel, we also need to know that in difficult times, our identity, who we are, can either be confirmed and strengthened by leaning into who God is or redefined by the brokenness of our world. Daniel and his friends actually leaned into this difficulty, the difficulty of this situation. They had faith enough in God to say, you know what? We are children of Yahweh no matter what happens. The one true living God, he will sustain us. And in fact, O king, test us and see what happens. We will come through by the help of God. One way that God can use difficulty for good is that our identity as children of God can be strengthened. Here's a truth in life. Faith in God doesn't make life easier, but it do, faith in God can make you stronger. So in difficulty, we are faced with an identity question. Who am I when things get tough? What instincts does that reveal? And if you don't like the answer to those questions, if you feel like you've got some, good, some work to do, well, then you're in good company. We all do. That's part of the point of discipleship, growing to be more like Jesus, being sustained by him. In fact, that's another way that God can use these difficulties for our good. It leads us to ask, how can I grow from what I face? Maybe this disruption in life is an opportunity to reflect and to learn something that I would not have had a chance to do otherwise. Maybe we can use a disruption in our life to address something that needs attention. That's important because if we see our calamity as an opportunity for good or growth, an opportunity that God can use, he can maybe use that more effectively for his plan. Look at what it says in Daniel chapter 1, 18 through 21. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. And no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any manner requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained in, ro- in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus." So we should look for ways that God might use difficulty in our life for good because he wants to and can use everything, even the hard things we experience, to bring good and growth for his purposes. So in order to develop a steady faith in difficult times, number one, don't be surprised by adversity. And number two, look for ways that God can use adversity for good. The third thing that we learn is this, to trust God for what we don't understand. As is clear from the scripture and from our own experience that things, even if they are going well, don't always stay that way for long. It seems as if uh, things change often and difficulties are always ahead. Life doesn't always go smoothly. Now, I don't want to diminish what Daniel and his friends have experienced, and neither do I want to diminish the challenge and hardship that we've all faced in the wake of COVID-19 and all the cultural unrest that we have experienced. There's been a lot of hardship. The last key to having steady faith in difficult times as we look at chapter 1 of Daniel is to trust God for what I don't understand. Like the story of Job in the Bible, God allowed Satan in that story to take everything away from Job. And Job obviously doesn't understand what God's reasons were. And yet Job trusted God. He made it through while learning some valuable things about himself and God in the process. Challenges in our life shouldn't be a deterrent from living into God's way. They should spur us forward. They should make us more dependent on God who sees and knows everything he sees what's coming he knows the way ahead there will be so many times when we can't see the whole picture things might look bleak and frightening but especially in those moments we need to trust God Proverbs twenty twenty four says this since the Lord is directing our steps why try to understand everything that happens along the way I think maybe some of us need to memorize that verse. We like to control, we like to understand, but we know that that can't always be the case. And we need to remember that we are people of faith, not fear. That the scripture, especially the gospel, um, um, among other things, is the story of victory over fear, trusting God when we can't see. And, and we do not live as a people without hope. Again, that is woven throughout the story of the Bible and in the person of Jesus. So we trust God, especially in and for times we don't understand. This book is so great and we're going to dive into so much more uh, as we go through the life of Jan- Daniel. But the foundational concepts for us today out of chapter one are this. Don't be surprised by adversity, look for ways God will use adversity for good, and trust God for what we don't understand. These are foundational lessons from the book of Daniel for us as we move through our study in the weeks to come. I'm really excited to dive into this book together. I want to encourage you to read Daniel on your own throughout these next uh, several weeks and see what God might be speaking to you through this incredible book. Let's pray together, Heavenly Father. I'm so thankful uh, for your guidance, for your direction. God, we're so thankful for the witness of the Scriptures and how it might help encourage us in this really difficult time. God, we do want to have steady faith in difficult time times. We don't want to be swayed, uh, pushed by the wind or the waves, uh, but we want to be steady, anchored in you, looking to you for guidance, looking for you to di- for uh, for direction. So God, speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Uh, Help us grow in this season that is difficult for all of us. And we will give you the praise and the glory. We love you, Jesus. And in your name we pray, amen.